Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to Reflected, the ham radio operator's miscellany. This is episode seven, more skills, more better. My name is Alan, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. As I'm sure you've already noticed, there's some background noise occurring currently. Uh, it's quite warm in my little lab here, so uh, got the air conditioner running in the background, so uh, it is what it is. Hopefully it's not too distracting. So, oh man, what's new? Well, the weather's starting to turn nice, so uh, that means in the frozen north country where I live, we it gets very busy uh, for us, so we try to maximize uh, the outdoor time as much as possible uh, because there <laughs> it's so limited for us up here, so it's not very, uh, it's not super conducive uh, to uh, making YouTube videos and podcasts and the like, so I will do my best, but you may notice a bit more sporadic uh, uploading during the summer. So I apologize for that, but it is what it is. So anyway, uh, more skills, more better. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, sometimes in amateur radio, we can get kind of, oh, I don't know, stagnanted, stagnanted, whatever. Uh, <coughs> we can get in a rut, <laughs> we'll say. Um, you know, if we're working on a certain type of project um, or a certain type of projects, <coughs> you know, we can, we can kind of limit ourselves uh, in some regards as to, you know, as to what we can do, you know, um, you know, say, say for instance, uh, you know, you, all you like to do is, uh, participate in, uh, parks on the air. And while there's nothing wrong with parks on the air, there's so much more, uh, in amateur radio that one could partake in. Um, you know, you're really kind of missing out if that's all you want to do. Um, uh, you know, there's also the, <coughs> the uh, uh the more technical side of things you know the uh the uh making or maker aspect of it you know building things building projects um man there's a uh there's a whole can of worms there man and it's uh it's a lot of fun it can be expensive but it you know well i shouldn't say it can be expensive i mean it can be but it's only really as uh, expensive as you as you make it you know what i mean uh so, um, and that's, and that's, uh, you know, another aspect of it where you can get yourself, uh, kind of locked into a rut, I guess, if you will. Um, you know, say for instance, uh, every time you do an electronics project, uh, you, you immediately go to the, you know, the, the 1960s, uh, Veriboard, uh, and use through hole components and uh the old the old trusty uh <laughs> dual, dual output weller um soldering iron um like i said while there's there's nothing strictly wrong with that um you know in a lot of ways that kind of holds you back uh, to doing the more uh more compact more efficient designs um more complex designs um you know and uh the type of person, I, you know, 
and maybe this is just me, but it seemed like the type of person that gets into amateur radio is the type of person who's curious about the world, you know, uh, likes to learn new things. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're just sticking to like through hole, we'll use, we'll stick, let's, let's use three hole, through hole components as an example. Let's say you're just sticking to through hole components. Well, um, through hole components are actually starting to get a bit harder now to find. Um, the bareboard certainly is getting harder and harder to find. You know, and not to mention that um, uh, using through hole components, I think, at least in my opinion, now that I've uh, I have uh, learned to use and become more comfortable with um, uh, surface mount uh, technology, um, uh, through hole to me is a you know, it's a it's a lot slower way to build things. Uh, uh, it's, you know, it's less efficient. Uh, it takes up a lot more space. Um, it's not necessarily any more difficult or easy. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, seem to get uh, scared or intimidated of of uh, through uh, surface mount components uh, because of the the small size. And yes, you can get uh, surface mount components that are extremely small. Um, you know, smaller than a grain of rice, but you don't have to go that small. You know, you can get some relatively large surface mount components. Um, you know, yes, you're going to you're going to need uh, some different soldering equipment and reworking equipment. Uh, it's definitely going to require a new skill set. Um, like I said, this is all this is all part of the hobby. It's all part of the growth. Um, part of the journey that we must make as amateur radios and make uh, amateur radio operators and makers um, DIYers you know if you will um, more and more if not well pretty much all of our amateur radio equipment we buy off the shelf now is all surface mount components so uh, if you want to repair the stuff yourself and uh, you you should be I mean uh, <laughs> um, if you're going to be an amateur radio um, uh, well, it's certainly not a requirement. Uh, you, I mean, you should have a basic understanding of how electronics work, and you shouldn't be afraid of taking on uh, repairs to your own equipment. Um, you know, the amateur radio hobby was founded on on uh, being available and being a robust technology during a crisis situation or an emergency situation. And if you have problems with your equipment during said crisis or emergency uh, situations uh, it would be handy to know how to repair that equipment uh, so having a decent set of uh, uh, of uh, rework and surface mount soldering equipment um, and the appropriate skill set to use said equipment uh, is extremely beneficial um, you know and like I said part of that equipment um, you know maybe <coughs> uh, maybe working underneath a microscope um, uh, can be a fantastic way to do it. Uh, I personally uh, don't like working underneath of a standard microscope. Uh, what I do is I use a um, microscope camera and I just run out through HDMI to a larger display that I have on my bench. Um, and it's important to use like an HDMI. If you want to go that route, uh, I recommend using a HDMI camera over a USB camera because any lag at all in the video um, it's going to make it nearly impossible to work underneath. Uh, you know, um, HDMI, you get almost zero lag with it. Um, so it's extremely easy, 
to work with SMD components uh, in that uh, in that setting. And you know, um, in my opinion, in some cases, it's easier uh, than through hole because I've got that really large display to see these components on. Um, my tools are appropriately sized, um, so in my opinion, it's a, it's a lot easier. Um, yeah, there's a bit of an investment involved there, um, but you know, there's an investment in everything you do, so you just gotta weigh your options or how much effort you want to put into this. You know, uh, like I said, ultimately it's up to you, right? So no one can tell you you have to do it this way. I can't tell you have to do it this way. This is just how I do it and how I like to do it. So um, now the only drawback to working underneath a microscope camera looking at a display is you lose your three-dimensional awareness you lose your depth perception um, so that can be um, a bit of a hurdle in the beginning you'll be surprised how fast you will adjust to that um, I'm at I'm at the point now where I'm not even really looking at the board or my hands or the soldering iron or whatever I'm just looking at my display carrying on doing my thing you know it's second nature to me now because I've done it so much <coughs> what <coughs> excuse me it wasn't always that way you know and be in the beginning it was really it was really rocky so um there's a bit of a learning curve there but um with the amount of fast turnaround prototype um uh, board houses available um you know uh, having a decent skill set in a uh, pcb or circuit board uh piece of design software is a huge advantage um, uh, for me, I use, uh, I use Eagle, um, because I use, uh, Fusion 360 for my, uh, mechanical CAD drawings and Eagle works hand in hand with Fusion 360. Um, so you can build up a board and then import it into Fusion and build an enclosure around it. It's super seamless. Um, but I mean, in a couple hours you can, you can whip up a circuit board in, in Eagle. You know, export your Gerber files, upload them to whatever whatever um, um, PCB manufacturing house uh, you want. You know, of choice. Um, PCB Way is a fantastic one. They're really reasonable on their prices and extremely fast turnaround. Um, so you know, within a couple of days, uh, you know, sometimes maybe a week, uh, you get your board, and uh, you know, DigiKey is always super fast with their shipping, so you get your components. And uh, uh, excuse me, you know, and have at it. So, surface mount is absolutely fantastic. And there goes the train. It's just super noisy in here today. Anyway, um, so the surface mount is just one aspect of it, right? Um, what other techniques or equipment are helpful? I have found recently that. Um, having a, a decent 3D printer um, is extremely helpful. You know, if you want to do fast prototyping for um, antenna parts or uh, enclosure parts or whatever parts you want to make for your project, mechanical parts, a 3D printer is amazing for that. Um, uh, right now, I have a, a Creality um, uh, Ender 5 Plus. Um, it does an amazing job. It's a fantastic printer. I also have the original um, Photon, the Anycubic Photon uh, resin printer. 
and that is an absolutely amazing printer if you want to do really highly detailed parts um, so um, you know if it's uh, once you once you get a decent 3d printer it really opens up a lot of doors uh, for project building um, you know the, the days of having to you know in some aspects of it, I do kind of miss have you know going down to your local radio shack and and picking up a um, uh, you know a project box or something like that and and uh, and carrying on from there you know working on your project uh, that was a lot of fun but it limited you because uh, a lot of times your project revolved around what kind of project box you could find you know uh, what kind of form factor it was going to take um, when you have a 3D printer uh, in your in your shack now all of a sudden. Um, you don't have that that limitation you know your enclosure can be whatever you want it to be um, like I said now what goes along with that is having some skill set at using a, a 3d CAD piece of CAD software like I said I use fusion 360 um, you know and there's a there's a bit of a, a, a monthly fee for that there's a lot now before everyone starts freaking out there's a lot of free stuff out there too you know there's free PCB design software there's free CAD packages out there Right, so don't panic that you're going to have to spend money on that because you don't. If you want to go the free routes, it's perfectly fine. I've done it myself. There's a lot, a lot of great options out there. Uh, I just happen to like the user experience with Fusion. Um, you know, uh, Eagle and Fusion 360, they're both Autodesk products, so uh, they work really seamlessly together. So, you know, once you build up a decent skill set in uh, um, building PCBs and using a a uh, piece of 3D CAD uh, software, man, it's really limitless what you can build. Um, it really is, especially for amateur radio. Uh, you know, you can you can uh, build a model in, in your CAD package in a couple hours, um, export it to your printer, and print your part out, and, you know, um, depending on the size of it, obviously, how long the print takes, you know, you can go from... Um, concept to having a finished part in your hand in uh you know less than a day so um it's absolutely fantastic and the part is like i said exactly what you want it to be it's not a compromise um and today's 3d printers are becoming easier and easier to use um the the types of materials that you can print with um, whether you want to do like a standard pla um which is probably the most popular is ASA, you know, it's a bit more robust. Um, you can even do, um, you know, flexibles. If you want to print flexible components, um, you can do that as well. Like I said, it's really, uh, really opens up a lot of doors uh, for you, uh, being able to do 3D printing and stuff. Um, you know, <coughs> uh, what else? What else can we talk about? So there's also. Um, you know, it kind of goes along with 3D printing. You can also do like a um, uh, like a bench top CNC. I mean, you can get a bench top CNC from Amazon for a couple hundred bucks. They're not fantastic, <laughs> but you can get them, and that's kind of kind of the fun part, actually. Is you uh, you buy the cheap the cheap Chinese one. You know, now you got a 3D printer now, so you can make custom parts for it. You can make it better. You can make it do the things that you want it to do. You know. Uh, now all of a sudden uh, it gives you the ability to uh, machine parts out of you know fiberboard or uh, in some cases some of these uh, machines can handle uh, um, you know the softer grades of aluminum um, and stuff like that and you know there again it depends on how much you want to spend 
you know, if you want to you want to spend a bit more money, you can get you know a bit nicer machine that can handle harder materials, um, that can cut faster, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, you still need to know your your 3D CAD uh, to use them. Um, but there again, now you can make uh, you know custom aluminum parts. You know, uh, you know how cool <laughs> how cool is that? Um, there's also laser cutters. You know, um, laser you know a laser cutter slash engraver uh, is absolutely amazing. If you want to make a front panel, um, you know, uh, you can make a front panel out of aluminum and do custom uh, uh, custom labeling and stuff on the front of it with a um, with a laser. Oh man, it's great. Those are, you know, the, the CNC and the laser, they're kind of on my, on my list of things to get. I don't have one yet. Um, the other thing that is super useful, and it, I think um, this is kind of overlooked uh, by a lot of hams. I should, say, I should say just one more thing. There's a whole list of things that are super useful. But here's two more things that I find super useful to have uh, and to have uh, a decent set of skills at. That is a, a cricket. Uh, cutting machine and um, I know a lot of you are going to start laughing out there all oh, those are for the the XYL or whatever those are for the, the misses to do you know violent cutting and stuff like that but man I tell you what uh, for uh, custom labeling uh, and decals for your project you really can't beat it uh, especially if you get into the sublimation printing you know you can print uh, photo quality pictures out and you can use a heat transfer process to apply that to your front panel and uh, it's absolutely stunning what you can get. So, I mean, don't make fun of it until you've, until you've seen what this thing can do, all right? Uh, the other thing is, is a sewing machine. And now I'm sure you're really laughing, right? Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, a sewing machine is just as valuable as a tool to man than any other tool in his garage or his shack. Or his shack. Um, yeah, it does take some skill to use. Um, but if you want to build a custom carry bag uh, for whatever project you're doing, um, you know, and it's not even necessarily you want to build a custom carrying bag, you know, um, uh, you know, um, maybe it's part of part of your project. You know, maybe you're uh, you're making a custom liner for the lid of a Pelican case. You could have different dividers and stuff in it to store store coaxes or connectors or whatever it is. You know, sewing machine can be super useful. Um, you know, when you when you start getting into 3D printing with resin and stuff like that. Um, you know, or the, the resin casting and things, um, you know, having a, uh, having a shop apron can be super useful so you don't get that stuff all over your clothes. Um, believe me, once it's in your clothes, it's never coming out, right? So um, it's, uh, it's kind of time to modernize the shack, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, time to expand the skill set. Um, the more you expand your skill set, the more you expand the tools at your disposal, uh, the more doors that open up for you the more fun you're going to have in the hobby um, and uh, and so on so and that's not to say you can't have fun in the hobby and still try to do things with you know little to no resources because it can be done and can be done quite well um, but if you're into the making and the building and the you know taking on the bigger projects uh, you know like for me a, a project redline I'm working on a portable SDR system um, you know, these kinds of tools and skills come in very useful for that. So uh, don't let yourself get stuck in a rut with the same old processes, the same old procedures, the same, the same skills. 
you know, don't be afraid to get outside of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to try new things, uh, try new tools. Um, like I said, I would have never have guessed that a cricket cutting a vinyl cutting machine uh, could be so useful to the amateur radio operator, but it is. It is extremely useful. Um, you know, like I said, that sublimation printing. Go ahead and get out there on YouTube and just Google sublimation printing and cricket. Oh man. Uh, it's amazing what this thing can do. So, get out there, try new things, learn new skills. Uh, the more skills you can acquire, the more flexible of an amateur radio operator you're going to be. Um, you can be thrust into any situation and come out on top. Um, it's just going to make you an all-around better person. And, you know... Like a great TV host used to say, if she doesn't find you handsome, she'll at least find you handy. So keep that in mind as well. <laughs> the more skills you get, the handier you become, right? <laughs> so, and also don't forget that duct tape. Lots and lots of duct tape. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, I hope this inspires you uh, to not be apprehensive about expanding your skill set, you know, taking on the cricket, taking on a sewing machine, you know, don't let the, the perception of it being a, you know, uh, a tool for a woman or something like that. Don't let that hold you back. Cause it's not just, it's not just for them. Right. I mean, um, uh, they're just as accessible to the male amateur radio as they are the female amateur radio operator. Uh, they're just, they're fantastic things. So get out there and try new things is what I'm saying. Modernize the hobby, right? Um, you know, the, the old tech certainly has its place. I, I absolutely adore my vacuum tube driven stuff. Um, but for my, uh, my daily driver equipment, man, it's modern electronics and surface mount all day long. So it's because I'm familiar with it, right? Uh, I'm not afraid to work on this stuff. I'm not afraid to build with these components. So it is what it is, man. Uh, you get in what you, 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 you get out what you get it, what you put in, right? So I think I've rambled on long enough. Uh, not quite half an hour yet, but like I said, it's, uh, <laughs> the weather's nice out. It's tough to stay inside cooped up. So, uh, with that being said, I think it's time to get back out there and, uh, start doing, start doing some things, start doing the things, you know, as the kids say these days. Anyway, my name is Alan. N0ZFG, out.